You are listening to the Red Roots Podcast. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Is it is it is it a good morning? Not for you. It's a rough start, man. Yeah. Gosh, I, I was telling Simon I slept in late today. Like I don't I don't set an alarm, you know, I just wake up and like today I woke up to an alarm, but I don't set an alarm. And so when I heard the alarm, I open my eyes and it's like bright you can wake up. It's not dark outside when I wake up, but it's not like full on, you know. And I was like, man, it's kind of bright. And like, you know, you get in that panic mode when you wake up, like, what's going on? And so I grab my phone while the alarm's going off and it says 745. I'm like, why am I sleeping so late? Like, what, ha- what happened? And then like, I, d- I just figured out what my alarm was on. And it was like, because yesterday I woke up at six and I was like, man, no, I want to sleep at least until, you know, seven something or whatever. But I was like, what if I oversleep because I'm going back to sleep? So I set my alarm and I was like, well, let me set it for 745 and I'll give myself 45 extra minutes to sleep you know what i mean just like just let's get the rest in on monday and whatever but any i woke up at seven yesterday anyways and so i was like oh i didn't need the alarm and i guess because i was groggy i said it for every day luckily holy spirit intervention i just because- don't understand why you're like oh i i, I panicked and uh, i didn't want to oversleep like you are your own boss you're not coming into the office meeting anybody like <laughs> Why are you panicking? Because stuff doesn't get done. You gotta get stuff done. You can't oh no, just, I'm gonna be late. Can't be showing up at ten and trying to like. Doesn't work that way. Yeah, I know. But equally, you get stuff done in you, your head you get, all the time. You get an hour and a half less worth of stuff done. Yeah, but you don't need to panic. Well, you don't want to be late. Like I don't like being late ever. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's late to me. Is I put the time there. Yeah. Like, if I set something up, if I say I'm going to do something, even if it's not to anybody, like, I want to do it, you know? Yeah. I don't have to tell anybody else that I'm doing it. But, like, if I put that, like, you're never going to accomplish anything if you just set a goal for something and then you never do it. Like, are you just always, like, late on it or whatever? Like, I don't know. You just got to stick to your stuff. That's the only way. I don't know. You know, like. Especially in, in like this, in the mission stuff or whatever. Like we don't, you know, we don't have a ton of money and a ton of, you know, gazillion dollars worth of support and stuff coming in. So like, got to be diligent. You want to make stuff happen. And that's my way of making stuff happen. <laughs> it's like, Respectable, but equally, that sucks to wake up panicking. Well, I mean, like, we, yeah, like I couldn't breathe. Like, <laughs> I saw him breathing into a brown paper bag. Yeah, it wasn't that. I just, you know, it was just that feeling of like lostness, you know. Uh, yeah. The listener knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, well, that's respectable. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Just being disciplined and trying to take care of my business, man. Thank While my you. household sleeps. <laughs> literally. Like, I'm, I'm literally here. Like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Like, cause I typically get here at 7:30, so I'm up and like I've been working for 30 minutes and stuff before my house even wakes up. <laughs> I like, wake up. I'm, I didn't even hear you leave. Like, yeah. not a sound. <laughs> yeah, and the girls are worse. It's like, Dad, why do you get up so early? I was like, I don't get up early. It's like, <laughs> you just sleep late. Like, why do you get up so early? Like, why do you leave so early? No, that's what Jolie said. Why do you leave so early? It's like, I leave at 730. It's not. <laughs> yeah. And I, try to live, I try to live in the way that, like, I would live in the United States, in, that, in, in some sense, at least. You know what I mean? What time would I start work? I wouldn't start at 1145. 
Oh, I was supposed to work 11.45 and then leave at 12.30 for lunch. And then go have coffee with some friends in the afternoon. And then, you know, maybe we'll do a document or something at 3 to 4. And then, yeah, like, you're not going to get anything done like that. You're just going to stay in the same place. And so, yeah, so I work. Surprise! <laughs> so you guys have a good week? Yeah. Yep. Good. Yeah, Simon saw his first possum last night. Mm. Outside? Outside yeah. the house? They're yeah, not so as cute as I thought they were. Yeah, they're, they're ugly. You mm-hmm. saw the cartoon images yeah. of them, right? Yeah. And they're like kind of dopey and like, what is that off of Ice Age or something? When it's a possum? Yeah, I think Ice Age. And over it's like, the hedge as well, I think. It's yeah, one. yeah, over the hedges on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So apparently, so we used to have, and I don't know if you knew this, but we had right, just right here in our little, not even our neighborhood, but right here in our little, you know, house cluster or whatever. There was a rather, for, for possums, a rather large population of possums and the dogs... Uh, bone when bone was alive he was killing them and um and you hadn't seen one in a long time and then i saw them out the window it was one i don't even remember i don't even remember why i was awake um but it was like four or something oh i heard something and i went out and there were these two possums coming on the roof and so we have those uh what are the roof things we called they're like tiles but it's like the rounded adobe looking i can't remember what they're called anyways we have those and they climb in and they mess it up and we get leaks in our roof and it's you know so i was trying to kill them to be honest with you no was trying to, to dispatch humanely dispatch <laughs> the possums and uh and so anyways uh i couldn't get them long story short anyway so I, that's the first time i saw them then we cut the trees back so they couldn't climb onto our roof anymore so i hadn't really seen any since then and then like last night i was standing talking to simon and i'm facing him and he's like what is that and I'm turning to like see what it's you know like tiptoeing with their backs all hunched up, and I was like, oh, it's a possum. And so I went to uh, I was gonna come around and I was gonna let Con out so he could humanely dispatch uh, the possum so they could stop you know tearing up the roof and stuff like that. Anyway, they they also like a lot of people don't know this, but they also eat chickens and stuff. Did you know that they eat no, the baby chicks and stuff? Yeah, like they're they are they're herbivores, herbivores, whatever. So I think people think they just eat berries and stuff, which they do, but they, eat, they they'll tear your chickens and stuff up too. So they're a nuisance. And so, um, but when I went around, like he got wise to my like he, he's watching me and like he saw me like walking around and they got nervous and turned back and went turned back around and went into the weeds, and so wasn't able to get them. But then we were talking more, and Rango, the next door neighbor's dog, is like hustling and bustling over there, and like it's dark because the side lights of, the, of our house wasn't weren't on, and so it's oh. dark in there and you can see and like we're looking but then you see a possum and i guess he can't see in the dark very well like because he's older i'm guessing because it was right there and he's just running like <laughs> and the, the possum is like right there like you know they're not very fast but it's going to the tree and he's literally like looking up and around and like and like it's right there and it climbed up the mango tree and i went over there to see what it was because you know it's dark and so i wasn't sure I thought maybe it was a porcupine, and maybe he went at it, and it like you know it poked him, so he just left it alone. I went over; it was just a possum. I was like, "Oh, this guy, man, is weak." Speaking of the uh, mango tree, we have to probably keep an eye out on it because that's around the time the horses and cows start coming around and eating it all up. Just thinking, it makes our neighbors mad. So. Okay. And they give us mangoes, so if they're all gone, we don't get mangoes. All right. You haven't <laughs> had breakfast today, I take it. I haven't. No. Thinking about food earlier. Yeah, so anyways, that's our adventure for 
the week or day or whatever <laughs> until today. That was our adventure, adventure from yesterday. I remember one time it was late at night. I looked out of our window and I saw some big something in the grass across the street, like where the, where the foundation is. And uh, I called Ramon and said, Ramon, there's a, what did I say, a sloth? A or huge sloth. A huge sloth out back. And I'm just staring at it out the window. It's not moving, you know. Until we go outside. And he, he's like, I think the, what's the guy that cuts the grass? Like the gardener. He <laughs> yeah. just like put a bunch of grass in one pile and it was just. Well, it was like, no, it was like the, it, no, see, so you know how big a sloth is. You've seen a sloth. This pile was like six feet wide. I didn't have glasses on. <laughs> like, what kind of what kind of sloth is this prehistoric sloth like, <laughs> that we've never seen before? This big six-foot literal sloth. Like, it's not even a nickname. I'm not even making fun of it. It's literally a sloth, like, walking around. We've never seen this thing. Like, I was like, dude, that's not a sloth. That's a pile of sticks. No, no, no. I saw it move. And we sit there for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. No, 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 watch, watch. Just gonna move. All right, guys. This you is know pride, what happened? This, this pride I saw, at this point. You know why I saw it move? Because I was looking through the screen, so I must have, like, moved a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was you. <laughs> You're moving. Oh, it's moving. Yeah. It's moving. Look, 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 look. Ooh, it's dodging and ducking. Ooh. Like, good grief. Yeah, I was like, that sticks. Because, you know, he cuts the leaves yeah, yeah. off of the coconut trees oh, and like, leaves them down there. I was very, at the moment, felt really prideful. So I had to go outside and, like, I need to make sure <laughs> it was this huge. is not what I thought it was. Impossible. It's in, like, it's in, my adrenaline not... was going. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> it's impossible. It's like it's 4,000 BC or something. And, like, you know, like, impossible for a sloth to be that huge. And so, yeah. Yeah, our wild animal funnies. <laughs> anyway, so today what we want to talk about is a different type of top topic. Last week was a more serious topic. This is, I mean, it's a serious topic as well, but it's a lot lighter. Um, are newsletters necessary in 2020 and beyond, obviously? But um, so first of all, do you do newsletters? Yes. Yeah. Do you, we do newsletters? Occasionally, yeah. Yeah, we do like, yeah, we do newsletters. We so, do one like every quarter or two, every yeah. quarter. Yeah. So... Do you do paper newsletters? No, I do like blog style. Yeah, yeah. We don't do paper newsletters either. Um, not necessarily against it. We, I mean, we just live here. and so. But there are a lot of uh, missionaries, specifically those who've been on the field for, for a long time, they do send out paper newsletters. Because mm. I know because they, I design them for, for a couple of them. So, so we know, we, we agree that obviously the answer is easy for us, that newsletters are necessary. But what does that look like? For a per like, what does it look like now? And yeah, in 2020, that is a good question, actually. What does it look like in 2020? What is the, is, do you see it as necessary right now? Though? Even we do it, but do you see it as necessary? Yeah, I think it is. I think the, I think, I don't think I'd question whether newsletters are necessary. I'd, I think I'd start questioning how often you need to produce them. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's question. like a, like a termly thing, a monthly, because I do monthly at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's a lot of that is because I don't use social media that much. I'm rubbish at uploading social media. <laughs> you are. Uh, yeah, just. Terrible. I think you still only have like a picture of you arriving in Bolivia. <laughs> I know, I've been telling yeah. this guy for two years, yeah, man. I like mean, <laughs> my, my profile picture stays same for about five years. I can't. So. Like my my kids are like two in my profile picture, so I can't mm. say much about that. Yeah. So I don't use social media that often. So therefore, like 
I feel like I do need to do monthly reports because absolutely that's where people will find out the majority of, of what I'm up to. Otherwise, people won't hear from me yeah. uh, for for months on end. Um, but I think if you're more avid a user of social media, then I think there has to be a little bit of shared responsibility between people that support you and you on the field itself. And just like, look, we're going to put the content out there. It's up to you guys to to follow me, subscribe to me, or whatever, um, and then find out what it is that we're up to. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I think yeah, and I think blogs are like obviously it's it's still a newsletter. Like it's absolutely because you send it via email. Like that's the new newsletter. But but the it's I don't know. Anyways, what do you think? I'll say my piece later. Um, <clears throat> I think obviously I think. Com- the goal should be just to communicate with your mm-hmm. your partners and your uh, your donors. And so whatever, in the beginning, it'll take a little bit of trial and error to see what works best for you and your donors. Um, but as far as paper newsletter, it's never, it hasn't been necessary for us. And um, we actually, in the beginning, I thought specifically, I don't know about Ramon, thought it would just be too cost effective for us to do that, especially being in Bolivia. We it wouldn't, wouldn't be cost effective. I mean, it would have been too expensive. So, yeah, it would not have been cost effective for us to do that. And then since we were living in Bolivia, we would have had to have someone in charge in the States to handle all the printing and the mailing. And the, and we just we just thought this is just too much of a hassle for us. So we did electronic newsletters. And the uh, click rate on those things are just sad. <laughs> it's just really yeah. discouraging. You just you put in so much effort. Yeah. You want to make sure you have the wording correctly. You're editing pictures. You're cropping them, making sure you pick something that's gonna you know jump out and draw their attention. He's like, hopefully this picture will make them want to read yeah. what's going on. And then you look, it's like three people read your newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to ever send these out again. Yeah. But I think it's like what you said. Whatever me mean you choose to um share your updates with you have your supporters have to have a shared responsibility if you care enough you're going to Mm. to try to figure out what we're up to so if you know we're our friends on facebook and you want to know what's going on get on facebook and Mm. look at our red roots page or look at your personal page or um check your email once a quarter and see see what we're up to you know but i think it's necessary it's uh but um, how you do that is just up to the relationship between the the missionary and the supporter. We we have a friend who who told his supporters up front, "I only do Facebook updates, and I don't do reports. You know, I'm not going to do newsletters. Um, this is how you can get in touch with us, and that's it. You know, yeah. and so that works for them. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I think that what you said is everybody has different, um, like you know, different, like, their supporters, and it's, they're in different positions in different situations, you know. Because if you're from Montana, like, out in the middle of nowhere or something, you know, um, I'm not saying that people don't use Facebook, but it's, you, your support base is going to look a lot different than if you're from New York City or from London, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I have, it's just a, it's a, it's the greatest time as far as communications and stuff because you can use social media and stuff, but equally, it's a challenging time because, I got to sneeze. God bless you. <laughs> man you know you feel it coming like slowly and you're like uh but there's nothing you can do anyways sorry um but like we're at this time where it's like we're straddling like these two periods and it it's there's a a major jump in like technology in the past 30 years which has been insane the way that things have changed 
from the time that I was five years old until now, we're in the future. I mean, obviously it's a literal sense, but like, no, I mean like literal futuristic, like when I was five, these are stuff we dreamed about that would never happen. Like, you know what I mean? Just, mm. we thought we were dreaming about stuff that would never happen. Like you, it's everyday stuff now. So it's like, you have people that are, so you, let's say if you're, you're 60 and older, uh, like, and so if you're 60 and older, 30, 30 years ago, you were in your thirties, you know, you're 30, 30, yeah, 30 and up or whatever. And so you were an adult, you grew up in a period where you write letters and stuff, you know, and you call people on the phone, imagine that. And, you know, <laughs> you do like stuff like that. Mm. But equally now the new 30 year olds don't do that. So they don't, like people don't even, they don't read their mail. Like I have friends that do not read their paper mail. They just, they just take it and throw it away or stack it up somewhere. It's just junk to them or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then, so, but then you have, like, it's just, it's kind of like a weird thing because you have people that don't read their mail. But then I have friends too that do not anymore, don't read their emails anymore just because email is the new mail. Like, so it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You just get all the junk in there and like, they don't really pay much attention to it. Cause now you can get your billing updates and stuff via text and all like, it's just, you know, everything is so quick and whatever. And so I think if your support base is, you know, if they prefer, I mean, I, th I have several thoughts, but if your support base is um, older and, 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 you know, then obviously paper newsletter, not even email newsletter, paper newsletter is going to be, I mean, you have to do it. You got, cause that, that's the thing is you have to communicate with people. Mm. You have to, you, you do owe that to people. Um, this is a, yes, we are here, we are living, we are doing the physical work, but it's a partnership at the end of the day. And so you have to let your partners know, you know, what's going on and what you've been up to. Um, equally, like through this time change stuff, man, there's so many people that don't read that. So like we could send out a paper newsletter every month and people would write us every six months and be like, hey, what's going on? How's it going? Like, mm -hmm. hey, you know that stack of mail on your, you know what I mean? Like go look yeah. in that. And like I wrote you six times, you know what I mean? Like, but they don't, but equally, if you just do Twitter or something, you know, you just sent like when you go back to the States, like older, the older generation will be like, Hey, how you, how's everything? Like they don't know anything that's been going on with them. Mm. And so, if, like for us, our like our support base really spans. I mean, from twenty up to I I don't know how far how up it goes, but pretty. I mean, up in the seventies, you know. Yeah. And so it's just a wide span of different people that have grown up in different eras and stuff. Now, in twenty years from now, I'm sure the problem will be the same, but it'll look a lot different, you know. Mm. Um. But 20, 30 years from now, no one's going to be like, oh, you didn't send me a paper newsletter. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? It's just a changing times. And I think it's something you got to be in touch with and kind of keep up with, you know, to in order to to communicate properly. Because like you said, I think the the um, the goal is communicating. It's not about a paper newsletter or digital news or whatever. It's communicating and communicating effectively. Mm -hmm. But equally, and like, I mean, I'm with you guys when you said like, hey, people do need to take a little bit of interest in, yeah, like, hey, just click click one follow button or like button on mm -hmm. on Facebook because you're already on Facebook. So we're not asking yeah. you to do something you're not doing and check out what we're doing. But equally, like for me, like I want to, like some people are just never going to look at your stuff. Mm. That's just a fact. But equally, I want to limit people's excuses for not seeing what, what, what's going on. So like for us now, like if someone comes and says like, 
well, you guys been up to? I don't know what you're doing. Like, that's just on them at this point. Yeah. Because we do Instagram. We do Facebook. We do newsletters. We do videos. Like, we do... We do we, I, we, we ha- Yeah, we do podcasts. We have a, an entire YouTube channel. We have a podcast thing. And, uh, what is this called? A podcast page? Or a podcast, right? We have a podcast. Um, and every episode, we're constantly talking about what's going on, our perspectives on stuff and whatever. Um, even if the podcast is about newsletters, we're still talking about us and like, you know what I mean? And so um, that and like I said, the, I mean, we have a YouTube channel dedicated to updating people on what we're doing. Three videos a week, you know. And so we have that. And again, we're sending out all this stuff. So at that point, if you don't know, I feel like you, you just don't want to know because there's nothing else I can do. I mean, there's literally no I can call you every three days, but that's that's just not, you know what I mean? Like yeah. at that point, can't call everybody, you know. So mm. but at, I. So I feel like, yeah, newsletters are are definitely necessary and stuff. But equally, like, to do all you can to get people, you know what I mean? Not to get people's attention, but to make sure that you have for everybody. There's no excuses because some people for us, like I said, don't read paper or don't read newsletters or emails or whatever. But then other people aren't on Facebook. But then other people want to see on YouTube or whatever, stuff like that. You know what I mean? And so we I feel like I want to produce content for everybody. And and have enough stuff to where everybody can see because I want I want everybody that hears this or anything else to be a part in what we're doing in Bolivia, mm. and I want them to join on. Now, if they don't want to do that, I mean, what what can I say? You know what I mean? Like that's that's fine. You don't have to. But equally, like I want to leave kind of no excuses other than I just don't want to listen, and that's fine. You're you're entitled to that, but I don't want people to be like, oh, I didn't get, I didn't see, I haven't, and and you still get that right, like. Mm. I was talking to a guy yesterday and he was telling me that somebody's like, yeah, I haven't heard from the Gores in a long time. I'm like, dude, I what do you want me to do? You want me to go to your door, go to your house and knock? Like, you know what I mean? Like pay 1500 bucks to come and update. Cause like I'm, we're, we're working. And at that point, yeah, you like, come on, you, you have to log into something. Yes. That you are already on again. We're not asking you to get on a Twitch account something that, you know what I mean? It's weird. It's stuff that you already have. And we're putting content, content, content. Our content's all on Facebook. It's all on YouTube, Instagram. You know, it's it's all out there. And so, mm. and we have whole pages dedicated to this stuff. So I think that you're always also always going to have some supporters that are a little bit more, and I don't say this in a negative way, but are a little bit more needy. And so, um, because I don't know where that stems from. Maybe it's because they're giving because they feel like it makes them feel better, or I don't know what the motive is, but they want that. They want to know all the time what's going on. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's fine. But equally, like they have to understand, like um, that it's it's a lot of work. To, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it to them because to them it's like a fifteen minute conversation. But it's a fifteen minute conversation after you just wrote an entire newsletter or filmed and edited an entire video or did a whole hour long podcast podcast talking about what they're just asking about. Mm-hmm. So it's. You know what I mean? At that point, it's it's kind of 15 more minutes of... And the reason you do this is to answer those questions. It's not that you don't want to talk to people. That's not really the issue. No, it's I'm, actually very like, very pleasant when you get to speak yeah. to people. It's a great... You want to talk to experience. people more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wish more people would reach out and talk because a lot of I mean, we don't really get that a lot. But equally, like, hey, <laughs> I create this content. Like, somebody asked me one time and I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know... And I talked, told him, and I was like, "Oh, hey, we do a podcast." Like, oh, I don't really listen to podcasts. But like, you gotta think about like, like what you know what I mean? Like yeah. for, for me, like you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm, I don't like what you do. So I just want you to tell me every time. Mm-hmm. 
And like, I will do that. But equally, you got to understand, it's like the reason I do this is like to kind of because this stuff, this podcast, editing and uploading, like all this stuff, I mean, it pretty much takes the whole day for the video because it's long and we don't have all the, you know, yeah. and whatever. And then the videos and stuff. I mean, it takes time. You know what I mean? And that's another reason why I come in early to work and stuff is because like I want to get videos done and stuff like that and not have it consume any other parts of my day. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, I putting serious work into this you know what i mean one of the things i feel i know that we've never done was a blog i wonder how effective in your opinion is because you said that's the only mm. that's the one way you do yes, update we people we've done a written blog before mm-hmm. gourmissions.com oh i forgot about that that mm-hmm. was in the beginning had the little hands with the world in it oh gosh <laughs> that was embarrassing <laughs> yeah yeah we did that oh, and nobody read it so it was like just kind of, um, you know, fell by the wayside. But now I'm just at the point, like, I'm going to keep making videos. If no one watches it, that's not my job to make people watch it. It's mm-hmm. my job to put it out there and produce the content. But equally, no one can come and say, like, hey, I don't know what's going on. Like, what do you guys been, you know what I mean? Like, I want people to know. I want people, I want to be transparent, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I want people to be a part of what, you know, what's going on and to see, like, what we've been working on or what, what struggles we have. And, like, it's a video blog. You know, so there's fun stuff in there, too. And yeah. what foods we eat. Like, I want them to see all that. I want to be, like, really bring them as close to not just Bolivia, but working with us and kind of in this as much. And then equally being myself and not being overproduced. And, hey, guys, we're back again. God bless you. <laughs> May the Lord keep you on this nice Saturday morning. We're just working on the church. And, look, it looks great. Like, no, I want to show you the mess ups and the holes in the wall. and like, Because that's the reality for us. And, I, you know, I think, I don't know. And so it's like the new reality TV, but you can control your, you know, the content and stuff. Yeah. Would you say in terms of like numbers of number of people that interact with you, do you think that goes down the longer time that you've been away from the States for? Does that make sense? So it's like, mm-hmm. so for my, my example, for example, when I first came out here, I had the blog, I sent that out. It would get high numbers of people would view it and people would reply and mm-hmm. people would comment on it. Fast forward 18 months to where I am now, like maybe 25% of what we're reading mm-hmm. it are still reading it. The only comment I get is from my mum being like, yeah. great blog, Sai. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah. I speak to her every week. So she yeah, knows yeah, what's yeah. going on anyway. She already knew. <laughs> and, so, and so it's like, I'm interested to be like, okay, if I then go, when I go back to the UK and then come back, does that, do the numbers of interaction then go back up? Um, but then in 18 months time, does it go back down? Like, is yeah. that something you found? Like, something Yeah, yeah, it goes down. Um, it's, it just is what it is, man. It's the yeah. nature of the business. <laughs> like, is you, you got You that. had an ant. It was like all over your headset. <laughs> yeah. Got just, it. At this point, it's been had ants for 10 years. So, <laughs> uh, 11 years, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just is what it is, man. It just, and that's why it's necessary to go back every, like you're going back. Mm. It's because it's like, it's way better now. Back in the day, dude, you were gone. You were gone. I mean, you're basically people are like, ah, he might be dead. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they don't know. Like, <laughs> and like, you just didn't hear from him. But now, like, you have social media and stuff. So it lasts, <clears throat> I feel like it lasts longer now. Mm-hmm. And you can stay and you can just communicate better and stay in touch better with people. But however, there's not, there's not a replacement yet for being there in person. Like, that hasn't, re- like, yeah, the society hasn't got to that point yet. And I hope. Mm-hmm. Hope it doesn't. I don't know, do I? I don't know, but we're not there yet to where. So yeah, it goes down. Like 
And when you first start something, there's an excitement behind it yeah, too, yeah. right? So people are going to be like super supportive. Then it becomes like just normal mm. and people get used to something. Like if you give someone $1,000 today, they're like, oh, th- what? Thank you. And you give it to them tomorrow, they're like, again? You know, and they're going to mm. keep doing that. But after like a few months of that, if you miss a day, they're going to be like, oh, you're not going to give me $1,000 today? You know what I mean? So it changes like on it. Or and then after a while, they're not even saying thanks anymore. It's just mm. like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's kind of the same thing as like, there's no such thing as too much content, but just, I mean, it's your job to put it out there. You got to put it out there and then move on, put it out there and move on. And again, if people don't want to read it or comment or respond, that's on them. Because the the natural tendency is like, yeah, why am I doing this if no one's reading it? And like, but equally, like you're, you're putting it out there for your supporters and potential supporters to see what's going on and stuff. If at that point, and you're sending it to them, because I get it, you know what I mean? You're sending yeah. it to, so like if they don't read it at that point, like, I don't know what else I can do for you, you know what I mean? Because I'm doing all I can do. It's like I'm sending it to you, the update, and so. Yeah, I remember when I was away uh, last time before coming here, um, I did like uh, two weekly blogs, uh, mm-hmm. so every two weeks. I would, I would send out. Like a blog. bi-weekly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I'd send out a blog every couple of weeks. Um, and it was only for like a month, like just over a month or so that while I was in uh, Potosi. Um, and I remember when I got back to the UK, um, I went back and one of the things, uh, I went back to church and someone came up to me, like first thing they say to me was, hey, I got your blogs, didn't read any of them, but I'm going to assume you had a great time. Why I say that? It's the, yeah, you're just like, man, I put so much effort into those, <laughs> to those yeah. blogs, make them sound interesting, try and find a funny story to fit mm-hmm. in, get all the photos. It's half a day, minimum, yeah. half a day of work. And yeah, it's like, not easy. Like now as well, because my writing isn't great, and so I always get them proofread, so I send them off to uh, one of my bosses, and she reads through them, and so it's taking her time as well, and it comes back to me, and I put it all together, and you send it out, and you're just like, man, I have to keep doing this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just like, it's hard not, because like Melinda's thing is she gets obsessed with the views and the open, people opening it and stuff, and like... <clears throat> And I, I like, like I get, well, no, well, I mean, yeah, it, it shows the effectiveness and you do need to yeah. look at that to an extent to see like what changes you need to make. But however, you can't like hang your hat on that because it can be discouraging when people get used to it and your views go down. Like, look at our YouTube channel. Like, I mean, back in when we first started, we had 200 views and stuff on stuff. Now we have like five views, six views. Like it just is what it is. But that's not, I, I'm not going to make people watch it. You know, one thing that I find, though, encouraging, I guess it's just perspective is that. Yeah, it's a form of communicating with people, partners especially, but also it, it can, it has a possibility to show people behind the scenes of what missions is and what missions work can look like. Because mm-hmm. for some of us, we only have like a one, um, one idea of what missions, mission work is or being a missionary is. Um, but you can also encourage people and like you never know if that's going to spark an interest or spark a passion mm-hmm. in somebody else to want to try out uh or come visit you know or or want to commit to the work of missions too so i think mm-hmm. i think that looking at it that way it's um it it's cool you know <laughs> it's like you see somebody i don't know it's like like anything you see somebody that you admire you want to c- kind of like dip your toes in it a little bit see what that's mm-hmm. about see if that's something you're interested in and so yeah. people can see that without having to come 
and and experience short-term missions, which we still want people to do, you know, yeah. but they can still kind of see a little bit of what life is like and, 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 and determine if that's something they want to try or not. Well, like for for Jacob, for example, there's a guy named Jacob that, shout out to Jacob if you're listening, which I'm sure you are He will, are and he will comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's thinking about coming down and stuff, you know, and so for him, he's talking about like, that's been great to have the, the youth, the channel and stuff. Mm. To be, because it helps him. Like he's coming here and he sees all this stuff. He see, he kind of. I feel like he's probably familiar with the church already. At least mm-hmm. the the design stuff and what it looks like and whatever you know. And so it's helpful. And then even the food stuff, like just kind of getting some cultural, like you know, get like you said, getting your getting your feet wet culturally and stuff without actually getting here yet. So it's mm-hmm. not, you know. And I think that'll help with familiarity as well. Yeah. Like coming and oh yeah, this is the church. You know what I mean? Just that mm-hmm. little whatever. And so yeah. I don't know. I think it's good to get more views and more opens and reads and stuff. But I mean, you, you don't you don't need everybody to read your blog or your newsletter. You need the right person mm-hmm. or the right people to read it. Mm-hmm. So if like three people read it, but they could be the right people that are really want to be a part and you know whatever, and then it's mission accomplished. You know, and uh, but I don't know. You just gotta stick in there and just keep producing content, man. Like, cause that's what at this point in this day and age. And this is what it's going to. Is we've just tried to be ahead of the game on this. Is all missionaries are going to have to become content creators to some extent, and whether it is a blog or whether it's you know like yeah. that's what it, I mean. And so again, we can't afford to be behind on this stuff literally. And so you know we've been trying to like that's why we do this stuff or whatever, and creating content to keep people up to let them know what's going on here and what life is like here, et cetera, et cetera. And so, I don't know, if I see three views on a YouTube video, which is maybe a reality right now, until we share it to Facebook, um, it's taking me too long to get to it. But yeah, if, if then I just trust that one of those is my parents, I'm sure, but then I trust that one of the other two ones is like, oh yeah. Was me looking at it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I mean, three views, we get, we get more than three views. Yeah. But like, yeah, we get 20 views or something like that. That's, that's more realistic. If we get that, then I just trust that one of those is the right one. And your blog is up there. Like, it's there. You know what I mean? So it's like, even if people don't look at it this week, then, you know what I mean? It's always up there. So people that, like, find you or just meet you, they can go back and kind of see yeah. what your process. And because that's what you're doing is you're documenting, essentially. That's the cool part about it being online mm-hmm. is it doesn't get lost in the trash can mm-hmm. or a recycle bin or whatever. It's there. And so it's like a documenting your, your process and your... Because that's what you're that's what you're doing. It's essentially writing a, a like, documentation of your progress and happenings as a missionary. Mm. And it's, it's cool for you too to be able to go back and reference those and stuff. And, you know, and so you have that running story. And like I said, if I just meet you and I'm like, oh, I'm interested in this work and I can go read your whole story from blog yeah. number one. Mm. And if two, if only two people do that, but like, you know what I mean? Then it's, it's still worth it because, you know, but it, it's, it's, it's literally about trying to see the bigger picture all the time because it stinks though because like you want people to you know you put so much work into it right now you want people to like watch it or open it or read it or listen to it or whatever but you know it is what it is so i think yeah by any means by any means reach you know reach people paper newsletters digital newsletters there are some people like like you were saying older generation where they um they will put the, your newsletter on their refrigerator and pray mm-hmm. for you every day. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, it's just about figuring out who 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 needs what or yeah, yeah. if they request it, you know. Yeah. Um, 
because who wouldn't want somebody praying over your family every Absolutely. day? You know? yeah. And they're faithful, faithful yeah. to do yeah. that. They'll ask for Christmas cards or yeah. they'll send Christmas cards. Yeah. You know, that's just their form of communication. And it's not, it's not to belittle them. You know, it's just if that's how they receive and that's how they like to give. Yeah. Then that's we should do that for them too. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, remember, I always remember he still has them now, but even over the last however many years, I'd go around to my granddad's house and go into his office and he's got just a giant like cork board mm -hmm. and it just all it is is just pinned up with like little post-it notes or newsletters and it's just full of missionary content and mm -hmm. stuff yeah. like that um, and that's how he keeps up because he doesn't he's got an internet um, and he, he uses email now things like that but for him it's like he just needs those things printed out so he can put it up absolutely mm -hmm. and he'll be there every day praying for those people mm -hmm. even if it even if he gets it once a year and it's really vague yeah. prayer requests, he'll be there every single day yeah. praying for those people. And that's a super necessity, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And like, yeah. And that's the, that, and that's the, the, the that's the, the separation of the two, you know what I mean? Because you have like, okay, so for him to like have our newsletter, he would have to print it out and all that. Mm. Like, which stinks for him, but equally, like you said, we, we just can't do yeah. it. We don't have the means to send it out. Um, but yeah, but having people like that are committed like that and that really, because missions is a weird thing. Like, it, I feel like it goes through periods of people like the church really believes in missions. Like your grandfather would be a part of that. It's mm -hmm. like something he thinks about on a daily and understands, you know, um, the plight of missionaries and such. But then you have like now it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, my friend lives overseas, you know, and it's like I, it's not that there's no it's just different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the, it, because I guess globalization, the world is becoming smaller yeah. tech yeah. in the eyes of people or whatever. And so it's like. I don't know, it's just a different thing. And so, but you have to try to like reach all these people and I don't know that you can do that with one piece of, you know, mm -hmm. uh, one piece of content. Like if we just did YouTube videos, like we're going to be excluding like a big part of our support base because yeah. they're just not going to watch it. Mm. And whose fault that is, I don't know. You, that It doesn't matter at this point mm. though. You know what I mean? Because we can do other stuff too. And so trying well, to be t go ahead no i was gonna say with, with updating people too it, i think you also have to c include consider and include um the visits like going back because this could be easy also to say well everybody's updated i don't need to go back but mm. sometimes you going back to your home country and updating people is the only form of update that they're yeah, ever yeah. going to receive you know and some people are okay with that you know they'll say no go ahead no go ahead no uh, and they'll say Okay, I just saw him. I'm interested in this. He just spoke at the church. I'm interested in this program they just started doing. Um, I'm going to support them for, I don't know, you can put your card information in and just say until whenever, you know, no no end date. And so, and sometimes that that's how partnerships are started too, is mm -hmm. going back and people seeing you. When they see you, they trust you. You know, when they get to talk to you, they, they trust you a little bit more, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real. Like, because I think subconsciously, seeing and meeting someone online is kind of un, you know like oh yeah yeah that's great but it's you're not a real person you know yeah. what i mean until they get to meet you and look at you and talk to you and you know shake your hand or whatever and so yeah it makes a difference because at that like you can go and tell some of the same stories that you wrote about 50 times mm -hmm. and people are going to be like haha and they're laughing like that's the first time they heard it you know yeah. why because it is like <laughs> you know what i mean and like oh that's i wish wish you were here longer and people say stuff like that it's like because i want to hear more of those stories i'm like well I write about it every month. <laughs> like, you know, they gotta go to youtube.com slash red roots. Like, you know, every three days is a story like this coming out. So, but it just is what it is, man. And yeah. you gotta communicate to people. So, Simon, you uh, mentioned that. 
something about prayer requests. Do you include prayer requests in your newsletters? Yeah, very vague, broad ones that cover a month. So things that are coming up for the month. So please pray for Elder Day as we prepare to reopen. Please pray for football ministry as we look to work through the coronavirus pandemic. It's really vague um, things like that. And then, yeah, I always leave a line under being like, if you want to know more or more specific prayer requests, just contact me mm-hmm. um, and ask for that. I feel like there's something we we don't do often. I don't know why. But uh, in the videos, like I, I'm not gonna be like <laughs> prayer requests. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like, all right, guys, so this is what we're doing today. We went out. Oh gosh, it didn't work out. You know what, guys? So today, pray for us because we, you know, this, this, and it. Like, it's just not a. I don't know. It's always a place for prayer, but mm-hmm. it's awkward and doesn't fit. You know. So yeah, I had the amb- when I first came out, I had the ambition. So on like the blog page, there's like a separate page of prayer requests. And I was like, I'm going to update this weekly. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, every week I'm going to put new prayer requests on and things like that. And time just passes so quick that mm-hmm. very quickly it became monthly prayer requests rather yeah. than weekly. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I'm at now. Yeah. Well, you should, we can do a prayer request tab on our website. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad idea. We could update that. By the way, we have a new website. Go to check that out, redroots.org. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, there's no real answer to I mean, the answer is yes. Like, you need to send out newsletters. Yeah. Like, paper newsletters, sure. You know. But uh, for me, I'm a big time, like, just put out contests. I've been trying to tell Simon for two years. Mm-hmm. Like, put pictures on Instagram. And he'll put, like, one on. Then it's like <laughs> it covers the six year, Six months right? later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was being generous. It does cover the year. He's probably posted on Instagram twice in the two years he's been here. So it's like, you know. But, yeah, like, I, I'm just a – I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of, like, just put content out, put content out. Because, like, I'll produce something, a pr- produce a piece of content, and just, like, once it's out, like, I'm on to the – like, it's just – I'm not going to get caught up on views and all that. I need to share more to Facebook because I've, I've just started forgetting like, I didn't share our last uh, Just Try It video. I need to go back and share that probably today. Uh, we don't share on Instagram. You share more on Instagram when you do. I don't hardly ever share. Oh, my Instagram, though, like, it's mostly, at this point, it's just an animal channel. Like, that's <laughs> what. And I don't share my Instagram to Facebook or whatever anymore. Like, I just, it's Instagram, it's Instagram, and Facebook is Facebook. Because I want to share everything to, between the two. It's like the same people. So, what's the point? You know what I mean? So I like I do. Yeah, well, I'll like it on Instagram. And yeah, let me go to Facebook and like it again. Like so, I do exclusive content for Instagram essentially. Yeah. In my mind, that's the way it works. Like if you follow me on Instagram, you're gonna get a, like a, the content you're gonna get on Instagram is it's different. Is a lot different and more intense. Let's be honest. Than you get on Facebook, and so I like that. So you have to, I have two different crowds. And you, so you follow me anywhere. You're just gonna get pictures of my daughters <laughs> yep. all the time. Yeah, I'm much. not a selfie person, so you won't you won't find me on my Instagram yeah, yeah. or social media. You'll find my kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Red Roots Instagram page. We need to post more on that. Yeah. I just well, forget. It's hard to keep up with the stuff, man. I remember when we first talked about posting on uh, for ministry stuff on social media, how it was, for me, I don't know about for you, how it was a struggle because it felt like we were like flexing a little bit, like look at what we're doing. And mm-hmm. it felt like it wasn't the place for it. It felt mm-hmm. like boasting or being prideful or showing off. And to me, that doesn't mix with christianity and so now here we hard. are with three videos a week I look at us it's it's yeah it's I mean, a shift of your mindset you know your yeah. goals that's i mean it's an interesting point because i have that as well in the sense of i put stuff on my blog and send that out 
that I'm not comfortable putting on social media because mm-hmm. I always feel like I put, if I put it on social media, it'd be like, oh, look at me kind of thing. Like yeah. like when we handed out the food, things like that. I didn't post any of that on social media. I very easily should have and could have yeah, yeah. posted that on social media. But there was part of me that said, oh, no, that's that's showing off. People are going to be like, oh, look at him doing it. And yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. But I have no issue putting it in my blog yeah. and then sending that blog well, out. It's because you like, see people doing that yeah, on social media. It's like, you know, that's that's the space that I have updating. And so my social media, I'm always like, oh, it's just, you know, social media. It's for not sharing anything. Not social media. Social media is for being anti-social. Yeah, yeah. Simon's the social media user that just sits in the social media corner and just like... <laughs> Lurking. Like, yeah, just lurking. Yeah. Like, but I mean, I'm always scrub. on it. So I, I always <laughs> right, like everything. <laughs> Simon so has a Twitter uh, account. Uses Twitter every day and has never tweeted one time. I'm with you on that. On <laughs> yeah. No, it's because, but I think you see so much boasting and bragging on social media. Mm. Yeah. That it's like, oh, you don't, you want to be careful to not look the same way as them. But equally, you got to do what you got to do. Like, you know what I mean? And just be confident that you know what your motives are. You know what you're doing this for. Because I struggle with that still. Like, so I'm saying this, but I struggle with it. Like, when we did the videos for LG Day, remember I wouldn't share them? Yeah. Because it was like me talking, and I just feel like it was promoting myself. Mm. And I wasn't trying to be holy. It just legit felt like... Yeah. It, it felt like... Ugh, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, self-promotion. But then after a while, it's like, oh, I'm not promoting me. I'm promoting the church and what we're doing and yeah. what we're talking about. Click, share, blah, blah, blah. So I just got in the habit of it. So now... You know, I don't mind. I'll share stuff and whatever. I remember when when I started doing the thumbnails for the videos, and um, and I did a little bit of research on what what kind of images cause people to click more. Because obviously, we don't want to put this work in, and nobody's going to watch it. And so, um, I read that it's a picture, like the little outlines, the style mm-hmm. that we pretty much do now, and um, because I don't know, I guess they see your face and they're like, oh, what's he up to, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and he was in the beginning, I don't want my face all over everything. And I'm just like, well, research says. <laughs> but now he's just, he's yeah, fine with it. Yeah, I don't say anything. It. I just, whatever you do that part, she yeah. does the thumbnails of the videos. Like, cause I'll, I'll film them, obviously. You see me all the time and edit the, edit them. And then I just upload them and she just take, it goes in and does the thumbnail. So I don't even know what the thumbnail is until it's already up and it pops up in my timeline. So I don't even care anymore. It's just, like I said, I'm just like on to the next one. Like, yeah, but I think it does. It does also make you check your motives before you you, yeah. you know, share it. It's like, why am I sharing this? Make sure it's not because I want people to think we're doing we're excellent and mm. we you know we deserve praise. But yeah, like, making sure that your your motive is correct also it questions you, you every time you post something. Mm. You should though. You know, I think you should have that check and balance and filter or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, social media, paper newsletters, digital newsletters video blogs podcasts snapchat tiktok twitch instagram whatever twitter just use it all right simon (laughs) absolutely (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i mean yeah in this day and age man there's just such a plethora of people you got to use everything you can to get you know to reach as many people as you can and i think it's important you say that everything you can because some people don't mm-hmm. have the resources to mm-hmm. do a podcast yeah uh, or they don't have you know. they do they just don't know it and so but that's a different conversation but yeah you're right like but i think it's also important like i did say that some people don't have the resources to do a great video but just to start with what you have if you have a phone mm-hmm. oh, we started with just a phone and uh, I, that's what i use for, for, for the videos uh, yeah i mean except for when we're doing work videos and the mm-hmm. camera's like a static camera like it's not moving yeah. 
I use that camera right there. But other than that, like I'm just like this with my iPhone six. That's with the broken home button, busted speaker, <laughs> charger malfunction. He's always smacking it. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, the screen. Black. The screen has like a thing. Like our daughter's like, well, Dad, why are you hitting your phone? <laughs> yeah, my camera's going out on it, and so like, oh really? Yeah. I mean, it's just, but it is what it is. It's what I got. And it's the easy, like, I can't carry, I can, but I'm, I don't want to lug around a big camera all the time. And you just never know what's going to happen here. So it's like, you know, you just, it's always good to just have your, and so I use the phone. Like it is It's also it is. not wise to walk around with a big camera no. in the streets. Anywhere. Right. I mean, but yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you, you can make them. It's just, but it does take time and stuff. It's not like, oh yeah, let's do this in three minutes. I'll have a video on whatever. It's not that simple. Maybe it is for some people, but it's not for me. But yeah, yeah. That's all I got on this topic. I think. Yep, we've gone silent. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I picked up on that. <laughs> so I always look back and forth, like uh, they're not gonna say anything else. So yeah, any big plans this week? <laughs> More silence, huh? We're planning to go back to church in a week and a half, or not this coming week, but the following Sunday. So we got a lot of work to do to get back mm-hmm. to that preaching for the first time in six months ish seven months yeah, something like that right. got a going back planning meeting yeah today mm-hmm. yeah with our digital stuff or whatever or what is it called visual mm-hmm. yeah so that's that uh i suppose we'll be going back to like writing a not a playlist a, a worship set and yeah we need to do all that. that yeah yeah we need to do all that stuff and so yeah we'll just figure like, out yeah and it was, it, quarantine's been so long but it feels like it's been so quick now that we're going back it's mm. like man it's feel like it's going by well, fast it's, it's one of those like catch 220 situations where you know you're going back and mm-hmm. so you're like okay we need to prepare for going back but equally you're like i don't want to start preparing for something that's not going to happen for six yeah. months yeah and so you're like you're kind of always aware okay at some point we're going to have to go back and we're going to have to get ready to go back but yeah because they've been I mean, but they haven't told us anything here, the government, for ages. But people have just started going back, and now everything's reopened. So just assuming next yeah next month is when we can go back. Yeah, yeah, because they've been silent on the issue. I was talking to my mom about that this morning. It's like, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's frustrating. Oh gosh, <laughs> stressful. <laughs> I had so much stuff to do today, and our internet's out, so I got to spend the whole day calling them. I'm sure. So, so much for that. Anyways, yeah. You good? I'm good. Good. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening or watching whatever one you're doing. Um, We appreciate your love and support and your time as well. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Provecho.